Welcome to the Dare to Move podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Wood, and I'm not your life coach, just a girl who never gives up. Hey, you guys. So we're going to cover three things today. It's probably going to be a quick episode, but here is what we're going to talk about. Getting comfortable hearing the word no, about all the things that did not happen for you, and the problem with being an overachiever. And we're going to start with that last one first. So the problem with being an overachiever, type A, go-getter, is that you literally hurdle over everything and will go after anything. For example, I decide I want to write a book. I send letters to literary agents, right? Because I read on Google that I am going to write a book and that in order to get published, you need a literary agent which entails sending out query letters. And I don't know if you guys know anything about them, but it's basically your elevator pitch about your book. Now, I started writing query letters before I finished my book, which is a pretty big problem. But at the time, it didn't seem like a problem because I knew what it was going to be about the story lived within me. So I start blasting out these letters, not getting any responses. So I actually blasted out over, gosh, 50 in 2015 and 16 and more in 2017. And and by the time 2017 rolled around, I was like, I'm publishing this year, which obviously didn't happen until 2018, but I was helping on just getting it out and not giving up. So it really didn't bother me that I wasn't getting any responses. You know, when I'd feel desperate, I'd send one out, but you know, nothing ever came back until 2018. Once my book was published, I started writing query letters again because I had a great idea for a second book. And I thought, why not package these two together? They're in the same genre. I'll have a literary agent pick both books up. This will be awesome. So I'm going about that. And I actually started getting no's back, which was awesome. I was so pumped because I was like, man, whatever I'm saying is at least grabbing their intention or in line with what a normal query letter sounds like. Because you guys have to remember, I never went to school to write query letters. I never had someone sit me down and say, hey, here's how you do this. I literally just read Google. So all of those practicing, all the practicing of those letters got me to a point where I could write one that was at least close enough to what's legitimate. And so that I got a response of a no. So I heard this on a podcast, another podcast recently about how when you're in, you know, the music industry or the entertainment industry, you get used to hearing the word no. And I also have gotten very used to the word no in the past, I would say, four years. So again, being an overachiever can lend itself to hearing a lot of no's and also being an overachiever, usually type A, it can actually lead to some pretty destructive behaviors because people who are overachievers like to be perfect, right? Luckily, I'm not totally a perfectionist. I'm just like a go-getter because the more you go after, the more chances you have to fail, right? So the more chances you have to fail, the more rejection you might face, the more depressed feelings you might feel. True, right? So luckily, I'm kind of just more like, blast on, keep going, keep pummeling over things. Like don't even worry about it. If it's a no, it's a no, something will strike eventually, which is lucky. 
but it, it doesn't mean that there hasn't been heartbreak and there hasn't been frustration. And it's interesting because I started journaling recently all of the things that haven't happened for me, all the things I wanted to happen, all the things I tried, kind of like a food journal. If you're like, if you like writing down what you eat, maybe that helps you stay on track. Like you write down, oh, I had a banana, I had a cookie, blah, blah, blah. I'll write down like sent letter to this publisher, didn't hear, or like this person rejected my resume or didn't get that reality TV show spot, like, (laughs) which is actually true. I was, there was a reality TV show that was interviewing me. And so what's interesting is one person might say, wow, that's like a really negative, depressing thing to do. But actually what it is to me is it goes back to this whole idea of fishing. I talk about it in my book. I talk about it in real life with people that having a business or even like an online business, for example, with a newsletter is like fishing. Every email you send out, every post you put on Instagram, every conversation you have or story you post is like throwing a line out in the water, right? And someone's going to bite on that. Someone's going to say, wow, like I really want to talk to you more or I really enjoyed your content. Like where can I consume more? Or I want you to be my coach and I'm going to pay you to do that, et cetera. I'm going to buy your book. So putting yourself out there and being vulnerable is to me, it is like fishing. And so with that mindset, I actually think of by listing all of the things that didn't happen for me that I tried. It's kind of like if you fished a gigantic pond for your entire life and it was so big that someone basically said, you know, you're going to fish this for your entire life and you're still never going to cover all of it, that you were taking notes like, hey, so I tried that spot over there. It didn't work. I tried this fishing line over there. It didn't work. Like maybe next time I'll try this rod on that side of the pond, whatever. It's kind of like a way for me to remind myself that I'm trying, that I'm putting myself out there, that I am not giving up and that words have been spoken out to the universe And that the place where I spoke them, it didn't come back to me, but that doesn't mean that it's not going to come back. And I'm going to give you, and I'm a little nervous to say this because it's something that like is kind of still out there. It's kind of like a line still out in the water, but I don't want to say I'm giving up on it, but I'm not very hopeful. So I'm going to tell the story. And I'm telling you this because it's just an example of how being persistent, being determined, and being creative in your approach, it can be helpful. And so after I published my book, I was like, crap, I don't have a team. I don't have an assistant. I don't have anyone to help me like market this while I'm trying to host book parties, organize book parties, work for a real estate client, and also be a nutrition coach and also teach Barry's bootcamp classes and also be a move with teacher, blah, 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 blah. I was freaking out, right? I don't want my book to die. I don't want anyone to like, I want people to find out about it still. I don't want to give up on it. So I reached out to a former client of mine, a nutrition client who had at one point had her own PR firm. And I said, Hey, like long time, no talk. Hope you're doing well. Not sure if you're still doing your own online or, you know, self marketing company. But if you are, I'd be so curious to know your rates. Like I need help marketing my book. I just published blah, blah, blah in an email. And two weeks go by, literally two weeks, to the point where I didn't even remember. I was sending out so many lines in the water. I like I didn't even know I'd emailed her. 
And she writes back to me, hey, so sorry. I actually work for a big firm now and our prices are pretty high. So yeah, like probably not for you. Good luck. And I wrote back to her, I'm like, no, but hey, like, what are they? Like, let me know. Like, who knows? For all she knows, I could be some secret billionaire who has money to spend. So I was like, hey, like, what am I up against? Right? Like, I want to know, like, is this worth investing in? Like, can you give me results? Like, what kind of marketing firm is it? Do they work with authors? I just wanted more. She responds pretty quickly and she's like, hey, actually, my boss has written some books. I'm going to connect you guys. She copies him on the email. I'm copied in on the email and he responds like, oh yeah, hey, like feel free to come by the office maybe tomorrow at noon. Like I have some time. So I agree. I'm like, okay, cool. Awesome. Thanks. Like the, the, ironically, the office is across the street from Cafe Nero's headquarters. And I've worked with Cafe Nero here in Boston, which is crazy. And so a couple hours before the meeting, I'm like, oh, I'm going to just like look up this guy. Because, you know, so many people in this world are authors. So he could be a famous author. He could be an author that I've never heard about. I don't know. So I look him up and it turns out that he wrote a book that became the movie Boston Strong with Mark Wahlberg about the bombings in Boston at the marathon in 2014. And he wrote a book on the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. And he's very good friends with the author of Still Alice, which was actually self-published just like me. So there's hope. So I start freaking out a little like, oh my God, in two hours, I am meeting with a New York Times bestselling author. What? This is nuts. Especially after sending out over 200 query letters and getting no responses. (laughs) So I bring my book naturally. I show up. We have a conversation I like low-key pitch my second book to him. He tells me he's working on a big book about Tom Brady. And I should have really understood that like writing a book about Tom Brady is a pretty big deal and he was busy. But he did tell me he was actively looking for content to pitch to Netflix because he was starting a production company where they would kind of do their own filming and stuff and all that. Which is interesting because I told everyone when I was writing my book, hey, like I'm writing this because I want it to become a movie someday. So that was one of those moments where I was like, oh my gosh, dreams come true. This is crazy. So I give him my book and I walk away and my former client's like, oh my gosh, he's going to read this overnight and get right back to you. Like, no joke, he reads super fast. And then I run into one of my nutrition clients in the office who I've never met in person, which was also crazy. And I go on my merry way. And the name of his company had a number in it. I'm not going to give it away because I don't want to like blow up the spot, even though you could probably look up the book and figure it out. But I got like super superstitious for a while. I look at that number someplace and think it was a sign. And for the record, like, Almost a year has gone by and I've not heard from him and I'm not worried about it. Like that was just one of those moments that gave me the courage to keep going. It showed me that good things happen, that I'm warm. Like, did you ever play the, the, what's that game called where you pick an object and you tell someone if they're hot or cold? Like I realized, wow, like I'm I'm getting warmer here. So I didn't want to back down and I just, I felt good vibes and held onto those and For all I know, he's going to listen to this podcast and give me a call. (laughs) So again, being an overachiever, never backing down, reaching out to whomever I can think of are all things that have been helpful for me. 
Now, frustratingly enough, I'm going to go back in time here to the summer I moved to Boston when this did not work out for me. So when I was in Chicago, Nike had opened something called Nike Training Club. And a few of the instructors at my Shred 415 boutique fitness place I worked at had been hired to be Nike trainers. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. So I moved to Boston. I'm like, fresh slate, new me. Let's do this. I'm starting an online business, blah, blah, blah. I call Nike. Hey, do you have Nike training club? They say, no, we do not. But we have a Nike run club and we're looking for running leaders. Come by run club. Check it out. Let us know. So I go to run club on a day that I had taken a kettlebell class and a Barry's bootcamp class and was so exhausted, had no idea how far the run was going to be. It was a really intense evening, but I remember thinking, I don't love this, but if this gives me community and if this gives me purpose and if this gives me a sense of place in this city, I am all for it. So I call back the next week and the manager there was not the most professional and kept putting me on hold and then said, you know, we're not really ready for, you know, Nike training club. And I think our run club's kind of all set. So, you know, uh, we'll, we'll keep you in mind. And I told them, I said, I have a job at Barry's boot camp. I've already started there. I'm really interested. You know, I'm putting my best foot forward. I'm telling them about my certifications, all this stuff. And I kid you not, two months later, two of the trainers at Barry's Bootcamp got selected to be Nike trainers and host in studio or in the store classes. And I, you know, they're local Boston people. That makes a ton of sense. But in that, like at the time, I felt so rejected. Like I want that job. I'm trying for that job. I'm actively seeking it out before it even existed and I'm not getting it. And I did the same thing with other fitness concepts here in Boston. And then I also see my other colleagues at Barry's working for Puma, working for York Athletics and these other brands. And, you know, this is just a really maybe relatable example, not one that I really care about, if that makes sense. But at the time I cared in 2014, 2015, because I felt unimportant. I felt unworthy And I also felt frustrated because I was actively seeking partnerships like this. But what's what's really cool, again, going back to that whole saying of it happened for me, is that it forced me to focus on my content, to put out more nutrition articles and strength training articles on my website and to create the Dare to Eat program and to build relationships with my clients and really focus on my own business versus just like showcasing another business, right? Like where's the upward mobility in that? So again, these are just simple examples of things I've put out into the universe and they didn't really happen for me. Those things added up, right? So all those people and fitness companies I reached out to to represent or have a partnership with, it didn't work, but it got me so much more. The act of even putting it out in the universe that I want more work, I want partnerships, I want... Uh, I don't know, my business to grow in any way possible, it's going to come back to you. And so, you know, being an overachiever, you're going to be more likely to go out and get shit done and reach out to people and swing a million times before you actually hit something. 
And it is frustrating in the moment because you feel like you're trying so, 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 so hard. But just because it doesn't work today does not mean that it's not going to work later. And so going back to the whole entire title of this episode, journaling. I like to journal the things that didn't work for me, the things that didn't happen. Just like I'll jot down my achievements or things I'm proud of or something I happen to reflect on that's a really positive experience. I actually love thinking about, you know, the things I, whether it's last week, things that didn't work, or it's two years ago. I think, wow, like I was really actively looking for publishers and nobody cared. Or I made a bunch of tank tops for my business and I didn't sell that many. Like That didn't work out for me. But you know what? I learned so much, right? And so I encourage you, if you're into journaling, and even if you're not, to take a second and jot down the things that didn't happen for you. Because I bet with everyone that comes out of your mouth or your brain or out of your pen you're writing with, you'll have a a really positive. So I didn't get Nike Training Club, but I got 20 clients that month because I had the time to do it. Or I didn't get that promotion but I started a side hustle that makes me more money than that promotion would have made me. Like, it's funny because it it ends up becoming an exercise where the second you think of something that didn't happen, you kind of already know why, because hindsight's 2020, right? So please try this exercise, jot it down. And what I'm going to show you a step further of the secrets of Garrett Wood. I will write down a list of all the things that didn't happen to me from from like some certain time period. So maybe it's two months, maybe it's two years. And on the page adjacent to that, I will write down the things that did happen to me either two months later or that same time period or two years later. And it's really cool when you go back and you look through because you're prompted about something that you really wanted that didn't happen. But then you also see something next to it that's really awesome that did happen. And it just reminds you to keep faith, keep going, Keep reaching out to people. Your network is more powerful than you realize. It spans further than you can see. And that's why you have to keep reaching out, reaching out, reaching out, because there's more net than you can touch. I'm serious. So journal, reach out. Don't get upset when you hear no, because the more you hear it, the better you're going to get at saying, okay, no worries, or thanks for your consideration. (laughs) You'll come up with something creative, I'm sure. I hope this gives you a little pep in your step and I hope that you try this exercise. And as always, dare to move. Thank you guys so much for listening. These solo casts are my chance to connect with you, to act as your coach, your mentor, or give you insight on mindset tips that I've used in order to juggle many things at once. I would absolutely love to connect with you on Instagram at Garrett N. Wood is my handle. And I truly want this to be a podcast, Dare to Move Nation. And so if you are listening and you are feeling inspired, here's two things you can do today to feel like you're on it. You're on a mission. You're getting after it. Number one, wake up earlier, make a post about it, whether it's in your story or a post, like a real post, and hashtag Dare to Move. Also, try move with, get up, turn the app on, 
find a coach. You can work out with me. You can work out with any other coaches out there. Do a body weight workout. Do an at-home workout. Do a treadmill workout. Move your body. Change your life. And of course, tag me. Tag the podcast at Dare to Move Podcast. We want to see you moving. We want to see you making change. I have over 70 workouts you can do to my voice. So if my voice is not bothering you yet, go ahead and let me be your coach. Let me train you. Move with me and move your body to change your life. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, DM me on Instagram, comment, subscribe, rate us. We appreciate your help so much. And as always, dare to move. 